You are listening to Interform Podcast with Ro on the radio. You're going to want to hear this. Welcome to Interform Podcast. It's me, your girl, Ro on the radio. And we're going to be discussing the housing issues. We're not going to say crisis because we're not in a crisis quite yet compared to other states. My guest host here is Monique Pierre. Did I say that correctly? Yes, you have it right. Okay, perfect. She is pretty important. She's the CEO of Partners for Better Housing. Now, Monique, for people who don't know you and what your organization does, can you introduce yourself to the audience? Sure, and thank you for having me. Uh, As you said, Monique Pierre, I am a housing and community development professional. I've been doing this for uh, 24 years. Oh, wow. Going on 25. Mm -hmm. And um, what we do with partners is we are nonprofit housing developers. We are proponents of homeownership and also looking to regionalize the model. Um, One of the best models we're working with right now is a pay-it-forward model to um, create um, mixed income communities mm-hmm. and opportunities for home ownership across the income spectrum here in Northwest Arkansas. Awesome. Now, Northwest Arkansas is actually one of the best places to live. I want to, you know, re- reiterate that it was, I think I saw online, it was like the next Austin, it's got a good cost of living, you know, that kind of thing. But despite all the benefits that this area has to offer, there's a bit of an issue with with housing. Like most houses, the median cost is about 425K. And this is according to Realtor.com. So affordable housing has been a growing concern. Now, my question is, how in Northwest Arkansas, how did the housing issue start? Well, I think what we have here, there's two things I'd like to address. First, yes, $400,000, it is possible to buy a very expensive home in northwestern Arkansas, um, but there is a spectrum of home ownership, and so that's just Mm -hmm. one extreme in a very um, affluent area. There are still affordable pockets within northwestern Arkansas. Um, The key is, where is it desirable to live? Um, And so I think also where the amenities, where folks want to reside, where they can go to school, work, Mm -hmm. have walkable communities, all of those things. And so to answer your question, where I believe this began is in, um, you live in a very prosperous area. Northwestern Arkansas is A, beautiful. Mm -hmm. B, there are uh, great employment opportunities with the very low employment rates we have, unemployment rates we have right now. And great family life. It is a um, university town as well, or university region with the University of Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And so this is a confluence of great positive things that have led to the desirable nature of the area. That means people come, they stay, they want to live, raise families, et cetera. Ah, that makes sense. I didn't think about it that way. So this would you consider this a new issue or has this been going on for like years from my assessment mm-hmm. it is something that i would say has probably been percolating for years okay. when you're when community developers and when business owners are thriving and they are inclusive and they want to create a great place for their employees or they want to live and work in a great community mm-hmm. they invest in that community And those investments create more desirable places to live. Mm -hmm. And so what I believe is that it creeps up on you. 
You're not mm-hmm. quite aware until you look around. And at one point you may say, I knew everybody in my community. Now, every other person you meet is a transplant or a trailing spouse, or they went to school here and decided to stay and enter the industry of, of banking or mm-hmm. manufacturing or becoming a small business owner themselves. So it creeps up on you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't, I have never heard that term before today. So I'm assuming you're referring to greeting a great career in um, one of those companies. And correct, so, correct. so for that, you have the slow creep up until you suddenly realize, wait a minute, I never saw these this neighborhood before, or Correct. you see new home starts. And mm-hmm. it's very exciting, but also it can be unnerving if you feel um, caught back on your heels. Mm. That's I didn't think about that, but when you said that, that's literally what I thought the other day because... You know, I noticed there was a place where I live and there was literally nothing, like nothing there. And then within, I, it was, it felt like it was overnight, but it was like a year. Then there's like a whole community over there. I was like, what, when did that, you just like blink and then there's whole new community. So I think that the positive thing is we are, or the people that are here in Northwest Arkansas are making Northwest Arkansas a desirable place to live, right? So we're making it a good place to live. But the more people who come here, it increases the demand, which provides a bit of a housing conflict, right? Well, I look at it like this. Mm-hmm. It, it creates a need. Okay. And you have that, like so, that supply and demand. Mm-hmm. And so that's where organizations such as Partners for Better Housing, where mm-hmm. I work, come, t- come into play. Um, and having so many other entities interested in dealing with the uh, approaching issue and making sure that we're prepared to handle it. And this this is a fast growing region. Yes. And it's projected to have, you know, to have a a deficit of 40,000 homes if you're not prepared to um, over the next umpteen number of years, of course, but if you're not prepared to deal with the need or the desire for folks to live here, then you're, you're not going to be, um, prepared. And so there are a lot of entities Mm -hmm. that are engaged directly into building, um, workforce housing, looking at how do we make it affordable as well as attainable. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so looking across the spectrum for those under 80% of the area median income Mm -hmm. to those who make between 80 to 120% of the area median income. I mean, it's quite a, quite a range. And so Mm -hmm. I think, um, to answer your question, um, there are a lot of people working very hard to try to address the issue, to make sure that we're using the best metrics, that we know the data, mm-hmm. that they're pulling in experts who really do understand what has happened across the country. Absolutely. And then also putting the resources behind it to make sure organizations are able to stand up and being able to address the the needs and the, the um, upcoming and impending need. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's so how do you feel that the housing challenge or the supply and demand disproportionately affects black and brown people? Well, I think it affects disproportionately black and brown communities. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to add a third part to that. Okay. Low income individuals or households because it is 
the, the, the data is undeniable mm-hmm. where you have um, an Axios article, I think, came out not that long ago that showed mortgage denial rates that Zillow had done a study and they had mortgage denial rates of upwards of 20% amongst mm-hmm. African-Americans, um, around 16% or more for um, Hispanic or Asian Pacific Islanders. Mm-hmm. And we know that those are significant populations here in Northwestern Arkansas. Absolutely. And so if you're getting denied a mortgage, right. um, what is the cause of that? And being able to um, say, well, it's just a matter of you can't afford it. Well, there we go. Where's your mm-hmm. income gap? Where are the resources you have? Is there a history in the community of folks not having access to the type of income or um, the ability to build wealth through generational home ownership mm-hmm. and and having the right educational opportunities to be able to advance themselves? So I think that it does disproportionately, it, it is a disproportionate um, home ownership um, Gap. There's mm-hmm. there are folks in this community that are not really moving into that home ownership space, and right. so in order to address it, though, we have to think strategically mm-hmm. and bring people into the conversation and yes. find ways to do that, whether they have a knowledge of home ownership or not, whether they have a knowledge open those doors. And that's one of the things that we're striving to do at Partners because through our shared equity approach, we're looking to create mixed income communities where individuals have an opportunity for ownership Mm -hmm. with an equity investment. So what that does is it allows them to get into a home they may not otherwise be able to get into. Mm -hmm. And we also, through our stewardship manager and working with a great team, we're able to, and great community partners, we're Mm -hmm. able to provide education and training around it so that you know what you're getting into, you know, as you're approaching it. And it helps that if your parents didn't own a home and, or if you don't, if you weren't around to understand home ownership, (laughs) you know. It's very important to know what you're embarking on. And, and a lot of people are afraid to even get into it and learn mm-hmm. about it because I am one of those people. I am I'm just like, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know even know what to ask. And then your parents... They definitely, I, I mean, you're coming from parents, like you said, they, they they didn't own a home. They don't know. They barely understood credit and how credit works. So it is amazing that you're providing education as well. I think it's one thing to provide a service and I think it's great to provide a service, but what Partners for Better Housing does is actually provide the education. And I feel like that is something that is extra, but it's something that is definitely needed. So that's, that's amazing. Uh, I have another question. I, well, I have several questions, of course. (laughs) Um, I remember recently Northwest Arkansas was offering thousands of dollars for people to move here for a new recruiting new talent and a bike. And uh, just recently they decided to add, well, 10 K in Bitcoin for new talent to move here. How does that, how does that make you feel and how does that either help or hurt the housing issue? 
Wow. So <laughs> that that is a really unique question. I'm glad you asked. Because maybe I don't understand. Right. So I, you're I'm an really okay. glad you asked okay. because, um, <laughs> well, I don't know about an expert, but I've, I've been doing it for a little while. So <laughs> I would definitely say that you have to look at it, housing as a component of economic growth and economic okay. development. So housing is one of the stabilizing factors that companies look for when they're looking for rooftops to move into any community. Mm-hmm. So it has a definite economic impact and an impact on the growth of the region. So attracting talent and telling folks, Hey, this is a great place to live is really critical. So you, you, but, but you can't do one without the other, right? So you can't have a lopsided approach, which is Hmm. really great because in Northwestern Arkansas. And since I've been here, I am a transplant. Mm -hmm. I have been very pleased that there are things that are happening that I have not seen in other areas of the country. So such as having a workforce housing center Mm -hmm. where their focus is looking, how do we bridge this gap, pulling together other members of the community. I can't tell you how many calls I've been on or conversations I've been part of where we are talking about this very Thing. Mm-hmm. And the folks around the table have ideas and the the new leadership and talent that they're bringing on board to try to handle it. They're not um, cutting any corners with it. So mm. to answer your question, yes, I feel like I missed out. I didn't get that bike when I came. I did not get Bitcoin. I did not get my Bitcoin. I'll be, I'll be asking for a phone number. Who do I call later? Yeah. But what I can say is that you have to do both. You have to say welcome. This is a welcoming place to be, but you can't turn your back on or ignore the, I would not long suffering, but long standing community members and really addressing what are their concerns and thoughts about it. And it can always, it's always fun to get a new car. Sure. And I, I'll never forget my first car that I bought, like, and, and I kept that car until it had over 220,000 miles. Right. On it. I bought a new car, which okay. I was very excited about, uh-huh. but I didn't sell my old car because it was like, I, it was sentimental. And so the kind of thing, it's fun to have a new toy. It's fun to have the new and the shiny and the, the bright and everything you... But what about what you have and the treasure that is already existing? And not to compare folks to cars, but the the whole thing is you can't be too distracted um, in any one direction. You have to stay centered. You have to stay focused. Your efforts have to be deliberate and intentional. And that means inviting people to the table allowing them to lend their background. So if we're talking to a community that has a great um, interest in the arts, okay, Mm -hmm. come to the table. What is it that your life looks like? What, what tell us and let's talk about it and, and bringing people to the table and not being so um, heavy on knowing everything, be being open, being willing to listen. And then saying, what does it look like to you being part of those planning processes? Years ago, when I worked for, um, I worked in the public housing sector in Detroit and we would do design charrettes and we would have folks in the community that are residents of public housing, they would come to the table with our architects and with our design folks and really look at how do we figure out how to design this community for what what is it that you dream of? What is it that you're interested in? And having those voices at the table is critical. It has to happen early. Mm-hmm. It has to happen often. And you can't ignore the um, DEI aspect, which I think Hello. To, to, to return back to your question about... Um, about who's disproportionately impacted by not having access to assets and and capital development and longstanding historic family wealth, Mm -hmm. it's important to bring that to bear as well. Absolutely. 
Look at you. Listen, I got an expert here. I'm pretty excited about the CEO. Okay, I got that. <laughs> so my question is, how how are we able to make these offers, right, but not improve housing issues? Like, like, But I think it goes back to what you just said as far as not being able to do one without the other. I, I think just from outside looking in, someone who's not experienced with housing – and I think a lot of people want to know this question as well. It's like, well, how are you offering this, but you, we still have challenges in other areas. So, I mean, how do we work on that? And is that like from, should it come from the people who are offering these or where should it come from to make it even, I guess? Hmm. So part of that, I think it has to do with engagement. Like, if, what did you, you talk to don't about this? know, if you don't know <laughs> what other people are doing, then you might think that nothing else is happening. Mm-hmm. And I have found that not to be the case. Mm-hmm. So there are calls that I'm on where people are asking those very deliberate and intentional questions. Mm-hmm. The key is, are we touching every segment? So from this particular vantage point of, say, I'm an artist and I just don't know what's happening, it can appear that, oh, you're just incentivizing someone else to come here. And sure. what about me? Well, I think that's where the engagement happens. And that's what, getting it, what to, about me? Yeah. And, and it's kind of, it is really unfortunate if that gets out of control mm-hmm. because then it becomes us and them. It's the, you know, the people on the mountain and the people in the valley. Mm-hmm. And we don't want that. Um, and so it's really important to engage early and often, as I mentioned. Now, what I will say is what if I had the opportunity to speak to any group mm-hmm. is I would be, first of all, saying you got to be at the table mm. and it's information, right? Yeah. You have to know where to go to get the information. It's how do I connect with the Workforce Housing Center? How do I connect with Partners for Better Housing? Mm-hmm. Monique at partnersforbetterhousing.org. Absolutely. And it's important. I'm going to ask you to do it again. But. <laughs> it's important that you reach out and that you're saying, hey, I have an interest. I'm concerned. There's something I'd like to talk about. Exactly. I might, you know, you you never know. You could maybe have a group that says, we know that housing is an issue. How do we get involved in the housing game? Can we be Hello? partners? Are there entities where we can partner with them to do a development? Can we sponsor a home? Um, yes. Right now we're doing um, 80 homes at Willow Bend, which is okay. the homes at Willow Bend, which is um, partners first development. It's 80 single family for sale homes. Mm -hmm. And we're looking for um, partners. And one of the partnerships that we um, have been able to um, nurture is one with Habitat. So yes, we're doing affordable housing for folks at or below 80% AMI. We're also doing the missing middle housing from 80 to 100%. And then we also have market rate purchasers all living in the same community buying and building homes. So Mm -hmm. this is something that can happen. But like I said, it's Knowing that you, first of all, acknowledging that you want to be part of it because it's hard work. Yeah. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of patience to learn the language around development or the language around ownership and figuring out that you're not just wanting to be an owner of a home, mm-hmm. which yes, a lot of folks do, sure. but you want to make sure that there is a resounding and lasting opportunity for housing. And mm-hmm. that's different, right? That's yeah. the difference between developing a policy that can help address a structural problem, okay. uh, a structural 
economic disparity mm-hmm. and or just saying I want a house for myself. There there's a difference. You have to be there willing to willing to lend the energy into into long it's it's sometimes long suffering but into mm-hmm. the long haul. You have to be willing to invest your time and your energy and not just an anger or not just mm. a need, but sometimes you're at the table and there have been times I've been at the table advocating for for folks when I had a need, but I was not there for my need. I was there for their need. And so it's really critical to, when you come to the table, to be able to say what is going to be um, the best approach for the greater good. Absolutely. And I want to talk about, I want to talk more about what Partners for Better Housing is doing, because I heard from Tanisha that you guys are doing some really good things. And I want people to know exactly what you're doing like let's say i'm i mean i am but let's say i'm a, I'm a black woman i don't know anything about i don't know anything about homeownership i don't know anything about credit if i even have a thought that i'd love to own a home what would be the first step and i'm gonna ask you over and over again because i want you to put your contact information and let people know how they can reach you but would that be the first step is just reaching out to or go into your website is there a certain part like for new homeowners or um, inquiries or you know how does that work yes so we do have a website we have a homes at willow bend website Mm -hmm. where you can go if you're interested in um, purchasing a home Mm -hmm. we have stewardship manager which is tanisha gist and tanisha is fantastic she has an excellent knowledge and we have the resources available to help people who decide they are interested in purchasing mm-hmm. we're also in i mentioned we're doing a partnership we're sponsoring some of the um home ownership trainings that habitat is working in collaboration with us and then we'll see oh, so have training yes that's nice. currently ongoing and uh-huh. we also have we're going to be we received a um, community development block grant from the city of fayetteville mm-hmm. to do additional training so throughout the year we're going to we're committed to doing 20 trainings on different topics in home ownership. And what we are also committed to doing is making sure that we're doing this with an eye to DEI as well as equity. So you can have DEI without having, you can have equity and inclusion without really having economic equity. And so I look at it, I can treat you the same, but if I just treat you the same as a renter, that's, you know, that's not really economic parity, right? Right. So we are um, committed to doing that. Mm -hmm. And we're also having on the 22nd of February mm-hmm. at um, Theater Squared, we are sponsoring an event for um, realtors, for black realtors and um, bankers and bringing some folks to the table to really be able to um, learn from, and our guest speaker will be um, out of Pine Bluff and they have a really unique program there. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Watley will be joining us as our guest speaker. That's and awesome. So, hey, give us a flyer or something. We we'll will. put it on our social we media. We will, absolutely, because mm-hmm. it's as I mentioned, information is key. And yes. so what we're doing is we're we're going on all cylinders yes. to make sure that we're touching the folks that are ancillary to home ownership. So we're working to educate bankers. Mm-hmm. Um, we are working to educate, um, you know, everybody from the title companies to mm-hmm. the attorneys or the closing agents, everybody. We want folks to know so that if a realtor gets a person who says, you know, I have someone that's interested... 
I can redirect them. As I told someone the other day, my biggest job is to make sure you know so much about what we're doing that when we're not there, you mm -hmm. can sell it just as well as we can. You mm. can say, hey, I, I know some folks you should talk to. Yeah. And Partners for Better Housing is who folks should talk to if they're interested in home ownership. Absolutely. What can people, let's say um, I'm a, let's say I'm a business owner, right? And I, this is something that I feel passionate about and I want to help contribute to, help give funding to, sponsor. Where can I go? Like what information do I need? Do I need to go to your website and, yes. and as a sponsor or how does that work? You can reach out to me, mm -hmm. uh, Monique at partnersforbetterhousing.org. Uh, you can go to our website. Mm -hmm. um, we also, if you're interested in making a donation to help um, someone be able to get into their first home, we have a, a kind of a push to give button there. Perfect. <laughs> so don't, don't hesitate to push that button <laughs> and look for ways. And then also there are folks that might say, Hey, I just want to, I want to be able to share what we do at our organization and we might have a great partnership. So right now mm -hmm. I'm in partnership mode. If yes. you know that you're interested in exploring options and talking about how do we work together to um, really get our shared equity model into your neighborhood or into your community. There are many ways to, to do that, right? So mm -hmm. folks should reach out. They should not hesitate. Absolutely. And I want again and again, how can you be reached? What is your website and all the things, the contact information? If you Google us, Monique at, better. <laughs> Monique at partners for better housing dot org. Mm -hmm. It's all spelled out and all squished together. Uh, <laughs> And you can also reach um, Tanisha at partnersforbetterhousing.org. And Tanisha is our stewardship manager. Okay. If you're interested in the development side of the house, we also have um, Tiffany Hudson is our uh, mm -hmm. real estate and director of real estate development. And she is Tiffany at partnersforbetterhousing.org. Mm -hmm. Reach out to any of us. Uh, they have um, really been doing yeoman's work. This organization has been around for a number of years. We are mm. recipients of a Walton Family Foundation um, grant to, to help us grow the organization and Great. really get us um, grounded and do some more capacity building. So mm -hmm. we're in building mode. We're working very hard every day to stand us up and get all of the mechanisms in place so that it's a, a seamless opportunity to um, just regionalize the approach that we're taking. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Monique, CEO of partners for better housing. <laughs> I like saying that you can definitely reach out and we'll put out, we'll put all the information in our post when we post the episode and you can uh, follow us on Instagram. It's interform.art. You can go to our website as well. www.interform.art. Monique, give your email address and contact information one more time. Monique at partnersforbetterhousing.org. And thank you so much for having me. Thank you. We really appreciate the opportunity you to spread so the word. You are so knowledgeable and you have amazing skin. All right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was Interport Podcast with Road Radio and CEO for Partners for Better Housing, Monique Pierre. And we will talk to you guys later. Thanks, Monique. Thank you. Thank you.